Hello, hello. How's everybody doing today? I'm Jeremiah, um, your host for the uh, Sprint Vision podcast, and this is my co-host, uh, RJ. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? We're here for another week. Told y'all we're going to be consistent here. <laughs> we're doing our best. Um, yeah, today we're going to bring you a little more of the NFL. Week two just happened. Some more exciting things, and we're going to talk about them now. Yeah, and uh, and some and one of the most exciting things that happened this week are some of the um, comebacks that happened. I mean, you had the you had the Dolphins being down by twenty one in the fourth quarter. You had the um, you had the Jets being down by twenty by twenty no by sorry by thirteen with under two minutes left, and you had the Cardinals are also down too. And all three teams came back and won it. On a game-winning touchdown um, with the Dolphins game, Tua throw with the Jalen Waddle for that touchdown pass to put him up. With the um, with the Jets game, Joe Flacco for the touchdown pass. I can't remember who caught it, but but that's how they ended up winning. And with the Cardinals, they um, they fumbled. Um, the Raiders fumbled, and um, and they did a scoop and score touchdown in overtime to win it. Um, and then three games that the other team should have won and they ended up not. So I don't know what to say about that, man. That was very, that was very exciting. Uh, yeah, that scoop and score in overtime was losing in pretty good Raiders fashion. Another thing that's interesting about that Ravens game is as much talk about um, Lamar Jackson and all of that stuff, that loss was a hundred percent not on him. Um, and that was what was no, not at all. Yeah, uh, he actually came out of that game with a perfect quarterback rating, over 100 yards rushing and uh, three touchdowns, and he actually played a really, really, really good game. Um, yeah. I was also seeing, yeah, this uh, that Jets and Browns game. I mean, Nick Chubb scored that touchdown when there was, like, literally a minute left, and uh, he even said he thought it was over because that touchdown put them up by two scores. I mean, you don't expect a team to come back and score two scores. Uh, on you in the last minute so for people and I want to and I want to say this too um for people that are saying Nick Chubb took a knee stepped out of bounds whatever sure but when you're going up two scores and when you have to get you have to get a first down they had to get a first down Mm -hmm. the first down was past the two-yard line so yeah. unless you're expecting him to get out, unless you're expecting him to get the touchdown running as hard as possible, then doing unhumanly things like like stopping on a dime or something. Yeah, he was gonna go in. He was gonna go in. He was gonna go in. He had to pull a Todd Gurley that one year with the with the Falcons where he like fell on accident and even he didn't stop. He act. They gave him that touchdown too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which one was most impressive to you? I mean, for me, it's gotta probably be that Ravens game because not only did you have such a good quarterback duel Lamar Jackson having a perfect game um that defense wasn't that defense that we're not used to seeing the Ravens give up all that and and Tua just six touchdowns Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle both having 11 touch 11 receptions and 170 yards that you two know touchdowns each and two, two touchdowns, touchdowns each. each crazy that to me that was probably the best one yeah, um, yeah, and I, and that's a good choice. So I'm gonna have to go with the um, the Jets and Browns, mostly because you don't expect the Jets. Jo- oh, Joe Flacco, you don't really expect mm-hmm. them to go down the field and score two touch. You score down the field, score a touchdown, get the onside kick, 
go down the field and do it again with under two minutes left. You don't expect that to happen. Like out of all the games, I feel like that. I feel like that game, Browns fans knew they had to win because that's generally a win right there. And then they just they blew it. That and um, we're not going to go deep into this one, but um, before the game started, there was a um, there was a tailgate before the Browns game, and and they said some stuff, and it was basically making fun of the the women that was accusing Deshaun of the sexual harassment stuff. Oh, uh, so, it, yeah, classy Browns fans. So, so at that point, I was like, okay, they lost in horrible fashion and they got bad karma because of what they did. So that's why I chose the, that's why I chose the Browns Jets game. And all three of them happened in crazy ways. I mean, two with them for six touchdowns and coming back on the Raiders, even though Lamar Jackson had a great game. Uh, Jets-Browns, the Jets score two scores with, with a minute left in the game. Um, and then in the other one, the Cardinals-Raiders goes into overtime and they end up winning on a scoop and score. Um, after, and you can't forget, the Cardinals had the ball first in overtime and they couldn't make anything happen. So, yeah. Yeah. That was just, that was a crazy week of football. Of course, everything else yeah. was, was pretty much yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, and and those are the mainly the three games we're we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about today. But there were a lot of other craziness that happened in the league. But um, those are mostly just the three the three games we're talking about. But but the one thing I'll say about the Cardinals, about the Cardinals Raiders game, Hunter Renfro fumbling twice in overtime. Yes. I mean, they they got lucky with the first one, but after he did it again. And um, I don't remember who returned it for a touchdown, but they had to review it. Byron Scott. Okay. They had to review it because they, because he looked like he almost threw it before he went in, almost put it to Sean Jackson. Dip. That is not a smart thing to do. Not a smart thing to ever do. (laughs) Yes. So they almost, they almost completely lost it, but they ended up getting it in and everything. But, um, but those are but but the main reason why I want I we want to talk about those games because well for me personally those those are my three favorite games that happened this week both our teams lost so there's not really exciting thing to talk about with our teams but oh my whatever. god see being a Seahawks fan is pain I mean we I already told you we beat the we beat Russell Wilson I'm, I just it didn't matter for the rest of the year and then I watched this play against 49ers and I was like bro this is abysmal I can't watch 15 more weeks of this. <laughs> <laughs> hey but hey you might be able to have a good time watching them there on thursday night football because um now for the first for this year and continuing on for a long time probably um games are thursday night football games are now on amazon prime yes. um i don't actually know what that means so so the main reason why i want to talk about this because i just wanted to Amazon is the it's a difference watching it on Amazon Prime now because you got completely different commentators. They're not CBS anymore, so different commentators, mm-hmm. different backgrounds, different shows, and 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 I mainly just wanted to get to the conversation of if if that's going to be the new way of watching football games or any sports games in general, streaming it on something like an Amazon Prime. Because TV isn't, we're not having much TV anymore. Not a lot of people are are watching TV like that. 
yeah, yeah, and yeah. change of scenery is always a good thing too. Yeah, and um, and Bezos was at the game. Um, Bezos was at the game. He, I know he loves he loves sports. Um, wait to our NBA podcast came out because we got some news about him that came out yesterday mm. about a about a certain sports team, NBA sports team. But um, but I but I personally I personally liked it. It's a new change. Um, Amazon Prime isn't expensive, and a lot of people have it. So I was like, okay, let's watch Thursday night football game. Let's watch Thursday night football. It started out with a very good game, Chargers, Chargers, Chiefs. Yeah. I liked everything about it. Yeah, I think so. One thing that I don't like, and it has, and it was weird when I first saw it, was when we were talking, when we saw the Monday night doubleheader, I actually didn't like that. I was more so like, that's weird because you put a game on primetime. It's like, all right, the stage is set for a really, really intensive matchup between two two teams that you're looking forward to watching and yeah you sneak in a second game there but it kind of takes away from the excitement of just watching that one game you know like the titans and the bills felt like an appetizer to uh to uh who's the team that played on monday night oh yeah the vikings and the eagles game mm-hmm. and I, you know i wasn't expecting much from that game and there wasn't much i, I was watching that uh, Bills Titans game and was like this could have been the one o'clock game on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. How did you feel about the doubleheader? I didn't like it. Um, my first question is why is it week two? I would prefer it be yeah. week one, and second, I would prefer it not being not having an overlap. Yeah, because, exactly. Because, yeah, because I because 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 shout out to my Eagles friends. I'm being talked. I'm being talked about. People are talking about that game, and I'm just like, I'm not watching it because I'm watching the Bills Titans game, which I could have changed the channel at that point because they're <laughs> already getting destroyed. But 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 I like to. But I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch both both games. Like I understand that now ABC is coming back to streaming Monday Night Football. Yeah. And 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 they want to be able to have them stream Monday Night Football. But it's like, if I was ESPN, I would either have the game shown later, which I know for our, for East Coast people sucks. Trust me, I yeah. know. But either have that second game streamed later or the first game streamed earlier. Because I don't – if there's going to be any overlap, I think it should be, like, near the end of the game, not before halftime of the Bills-Titans game. Yeah, I mean, you know, there can be, like, a little bit of overlap. It's just that they only had a one hour difference between themselves. Like if the first game started at like, let's say like five 30 or six o'clock or something, that's usually a time where people are, you know, getting off of work or they're on the way home from work or they're already home from work. Um, that then that game would end probably like maybe like eight 30 or something like that, like nine o'clock around that time. And the other game is just kind of coming on, but you have the games, one hour between each other and I was like okay like what is there to watch this game already is kind of trash like yeah I don't know I I don't know what they're gonna if they're gonna be doing that more going forward but it, it was weird let's see yeah that all I know weird. all I know is that they have Pacific crews they have two different like commentating crews for ESPN yes. and they intentionally did that 
So I'm sure if there might be more of it. I don't know. I have to actually look at the schedule. I know next week it's is not this I know week. not this yeah, it's not this week coming up. Exactly. Um if anything, if anything, it might be the um it might happen on the weeks that the Manning cast doesn't happen, but I don't know. Oh the Manning cast. It's a great idea. I'm not seeing the hype. <laughs> they need to have you and me go on there and comment commentating games. That's what I say. I mean, it is. I mean, it's literally just it's just two brothers for the Manicast, just two brothers talking football, like 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 people would normally do. So why not us? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Okay. Um, the next thing that I kind of want to talk about is uh, the rookies that we've got in the in the league so far. I, I kind of want to know for you. Um, which offensive rookie and defensive rookie that is impressing you so far? Like, it doesn't have to be somebody that's like, oh, they should be rookie of the year or offensive or defensive, or just like a rookie that you've been like, oh, yeah, he's kind of turning up. Defense, after watching the Commanders-Lions game, has to be Aiden Hutchison. Um, he had three sacks on us. And, um, he, and, and he's the catalyst of that defensive line for the Detroit being really, really good. Um, Detroit, watch out for the Lions. Um, Detroit yeah. has a really good offensive line and defensive line, and I'm giving props to Aiden Hutchinson specifically, but the entire line, both offense and defense, deserves props. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. You guys, yeah. you guys are making these defensive rookies look good, okay? Because the first week, Trayvon Walker got a sack and an interception. The second week, Aiden Hutchinson gets three sacks. <laughs> in one half. In one half. In one half. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, though, that Aiden Hutchinson is the real deal. And, um, and the Lions are definitely a force. They, they look like they're primed to be pretty good with, a little, with some tweaking. And on offense... I had to really think about this one. I got to go with Drake London. Um, I, I think he is becoming a reliable target for Marcus Mariota. Um, Kyle Pitts isn't really doing anything right now. So someone has to be a, someone has to be that reliable receiver outside of Cordell Patterson. And yeah. it's becoming Drake London. Yeah. He had a really big game. He had a really big game Sunday. Yeah, I like those. I like those picks. Um, to be honest, as far as uh, my defensive rookie of the year, I actually do got to go with Trayvon Walker because uh, your defensive end, and I like, you know, that Aiden Hutchinson got those three sacks. But what I did see from week one from Trayvon Walker really did scream pressure, pre special, and he still kept up that same type of pressure in week two. Um, did he get a sack in, in week two? I don't think he did. But I know the but I know the defensive line for the Jags been was pressuring Matt Ryan all day. Yeah. I mean that that first week is something you saw out of you know veteran a veteran defensive end. You know, he that pick that he got on Carson Wentz, it was kind of incredible. We were there at the game, we watched it. I mean, Carson Wentz was dropping back and was throwing an in-the-middle like screen. And this man was going, he was pushing and and moving that tackle over to the side and then just turned around and just took the ball out the air. Uh, that is not only you got to be smart to know, to do some type of play like that, and it was smart because um, the commanders had already run that play a couple of different times. So 
you know that he had to have said, oh, yeah, I've seen them do this three times. Well, this time I'm about to take it. And then also getting that sack. So I think I'm, I'm most impressed with Trayvon Walker in, in these first two weeks, mostly because of week one, um, but for that. And then as far as my offensive rookie, I think I got to agree with you there. I mean, Drake London looks like the real deal. I mean, he kind of looks like this year's DK Metcalf. And that's, you know, pretty incredible for a team that, you know, for a team that is is a little underrated as far as their depth. You know, this is kind of like a subplot, but, I, you know, because uh, we'll talk about it later. But I was making comparisons mm-hmm. between the Falcons and the Seahawks, and I kind of had a difference between them that I was going to talk about. But, yes, I am super uh, – impressed by Drake London um so that's why I like those I I like uh I like those as the rookies so far my honorable mention is um Singletary not not Singletary single singly or ever sorry I singly Derek singly. singly yeah singly my yes. honorable mention um, was Sauce Gardner because because when I was uh, when I watched some of the highlights of the um of the Denver Texans game um I it I can see him learning on the fly with covering Sutton yes Sutton had over 100 yards but um but he was really learning and really trying to be a really good NFL corner and it's hard to play corner so there's obviously going to be a little leeway for me when saying that but but he's a good honorable he's an honorable mention to me he's looking pretty good I know how hard it is like it's mm-hmm. you got to read the opponent you got to read your opponent wide receivers hips you got to know when to attack the ball like it, it's so much goes into corner mm-hmm. but yeah my honorable mention was definitely sauce Gardner because i think they said you know week one or believe between the first two weeks that him and dj reed seattle seahawks legend dj reed have been a- allowing the lowest like completion percentages and per- completion like rate and stuff like that uh between as a duo and, you know, Sauce Gardner, you expect him to be great. But DJ Reed was he was a practice squad, like third string, uh, third string cornerback when Seattle picked him up. He spent two years in Seattle and was constantly making plays, even though he's five nine. And then the reason why we didn't bring him back is because he was due for a, for a decent sized contract. And the Jets picked him up, took a fly on him and gave him a, a, a nice, decent sized contract. And he's, he's living up to it. So, yeah. Let's talk about Brett Favre. Yeah, let's do it. First of all, Brett Favre is a piece of trash, and he's been a piece of trash since before this. Just the nature of what he did today was just kind of a cap on him being a piece of trash before it. He was, I mean, he's back. Backstory what happened was that what happened is that there's uh, a lot of money has been in, in Mississippi, a lot of welfare money was spent for corrupt politicians to do whatever they want with it. And Brett Favre is part of that because they essentially promised him, they essentially promised him to build him, to build a um, volleyball stadium. At, I forgot the college, but it was a college that is, but it's forgot, it was the college that his daughter plays volleyball in. And they also gave him millions of dollars for speeches that he never attended. Yes, he did pay back the speech money, but they're still looking for interest. And now with the whole volleyball thing, he is in, he's under a lot of hot water. And plus a lot of other former politicians within Mississippi are under 
are underwater for the same thing. I'm not, I don't plan on getting into a political conversation about this. This is mostly just on Brett Favre, but, but, but how can you steal money from poor people essentially when you're rich? Yeah. I, I mean, it's not even just, not even just like he stole money. Like he, you know, is embezzling money from like organizations or something like you're, you literally are taking food and money out of poor people's mouths and hands and using it to build yourself a, a volleyball stadium. I, I'm, I don't hold back words. He's just a despicable human being. I mean, he came out on Twitter, was, in, uh, you know, endorsing Trump. And um, he's already had questionable comments about like certain uh, other black quarterbacks in the NFL. He's just always kind of been a piece of shit, a piece of trash. Um, and I've just never really seen the whole hype about him. Hall of Fame quarterback or not? My and 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 back when he played for the Jets before he got traded to the Vikings, um, he he sent a um, he sent a dick pic to a woman who at the time was working for the Jets, and um, and he basically got off scot free, and everyone accused the girl of basically lying to make him look bad. Hmm. And <laughs> and yeah 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 and and, and this becomes relevant later, and 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 at the time and that made her lose her job because of wow. it. Everybody everybody was calling her the Brett Favre girl, and there was just a lot of things that went behind it. Brett Favre is not a good person. No, and, and, and let's and, and and let's keep also keep in mind he did this when he was married. Yeah. Okay. And the reason why it is relevant now, because when all this news came out, she made a long Twitter thread about it, which I recommend going onto Twitter, Twitter to find it. Um, and it's base, and I'm going to summarize it. I'm going to summarize it. It basically says, it basically says now everyone sees how Brett Favre is. I went through years and years and years being referred to as the Brett Favre girl. There's multiple, there's times where this happens to a bunch of us women and no one does anything or no one takes it seriously. And I'm glad stuff like this comes out against him. Now stop calling me the Brad Barf girl. It, it, it is terrible. It is disgusting. Um, Brett Favre, yes, you're a good quarterback. You're a really good quarterback. I'm not eh. going to take that away from you. You won two Super Bowls with the Packers. I'm not taking that away from him. But what happened was happening now with him is not the is not the biggest news in the sports world unfortunately because of what we will talk about in our nba podcast but but it has to be because this is ridiculous you cannot do this this is stealing from the people who need it the most in the poorest country in america in the poorest state in america too yeah you're a legend in Mississippi and you're stealing from those people that 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 looked up to you. When you make when when you made so much money in the pros and you still make money outside because of all your deals and all yeah. your sponsorships and all the commercials you're in. You have no idea how many times I've seen a a, a Wrangler commercial with Brett Favre. Like we get it. You wear very comfortable jeans, but I've seen commercials of Brett Favre about about taking substances for increasing sexual activity. Like Brett Favre has been everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
He's been he everywhere. is a bag chase. He's a bag chaser. So it surprised me how you went this far and for what? For your daughter can have a good good volleyball volleyball court. Come on. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this plea agreement that the uh, the former uh, welfare president um, is taking with the state of Mississippi um, is going to bring all of that stuff to light because you don't really take a plea agreement unless you're, you know, guilty. Um, yeah, general, generally, but again, generally, but generally, yeah, generally. And, and by the way, I want to say this now before we get sued, everything that we said is alleged. There's no, we don't know as of the recording of the podcast, there's any truth to it. However, there were technologists that came out and they're pretty damning. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. So, mm-hmm. but yes, that's our, that's our political rant for the day. Uh, Brett Favre is a piece of trash and uh, it's not like it's very surprising. Um, but how about we uh, finish this episode off with these week three predictions? I haven't gotten a notification yet saying that we, that it was going to speed us through. So uh, maybe we, you know, we can actually talk about these games a little bit. Um, I've got the, uh, okay. I've got the, the 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 Google list right here, so we can just go down the list if you want to start us off. Just, I want to talk about that. I'll let you talk about that Commanders game, but I want to talk about that Falcons game. So, <laughs> you want to start oh, us for off? week three? For week three, you're yep. saying? Starting All with right. tonight's game. All right, yeah. Starting with tonight's game. This game's gonna happen in about. After the recording of the podcast, three and a half hours, we got the Steelers and Browns on Amazon Prime. Um, the Steelers' offense is not good, but at the same time, the Browns isn't good. Um, <laughs> I, 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 this can honestly be a toss-up. This really could be a toss-up, but I think it just depends on what defense can, what defense can stop who the most. And I just have more trust in the Steelers' defense. Um, hopefully, um, hopefully, Najee can get going. Because if he doesn't get going, the Steelers will not go anywhere. Because, because I don't blame Trubisky on this. I blame more so their offensive coordinator. They need to learn how to throw the ball down the field, and they need to learn. And and, and they all and their run blocking has to get better. The run blocking needs to get better. They have to throw the ball down the field. You have to. You have place. Chase Claypool, you have George Pickens, you have Deontay Johnson, you have three good receivers. Use them. Um, the Browns, like I said, just just get Nick, just feed Nick Chubb early and often. Um, use him and Kareem Hunt as much as you can. Um, Jacoby, just don't mess up. Essentially, um, the offensive line is going to protect Jacoby. I know that for sure. And defensive line in the in the Browns defensive line, you just gotta get going after Mitch. You have a good def- both teams are good defenses. Um, if you want to add anything, go ahead. I I I have the Steelers winning this in a in a low scoring game, honestly. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think the only thing about it is, you know, uh, I think Najee Harris was questionable up until this point, and. Um, but the, the, the thing is, the Steelers the Steelers and Browns both have good defenses, but the Browns' defense is consistent. The Steelers' defense takes the ball away. Like, the Steelers' defense makes more splash plays. So, I think I would have to go Steelers, too. And plus, even though the Browns have been winning lately, Steelers have also been winning, even though they haven't been as consistent. I still think the Browns are still kind of the little brother. So, until I see a, a true shift, if Deshaun Watson was playing, I would put the Browns, but he's not. It's Jacoby Brissett. So, I've got the Steelers. Yeah. 
Um, this All game, right. I'm looking at the Bills and the Dolphins. Um, this one is going to be kind of close, uh, but I'm going to go with the hot hand and say that the Bills are going to win, uh, mostly because Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs look pretty unstoppable right now. And then at the same time, having that many defensive bodies on the line uh, coming in constantly, fresh leg after fresh legs after fresh legs throughout the game, um, it, it, it just it just makes a big difference. I'm not sleeping on the defense on, on the Dolphins. I actually think this is going to be a high scoring game because I don't think Tredavious White is back from his ACL tear yet, is he? No, he's not. No. So Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are proving themselves to probably be one of the best wide receiver duos that's not named DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But the difference between that is they got a quarterback that can actually get them the ball. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the hot hand and say the Bills are going to win in a shootout. So I want to add this in. In the beginning of the Ravens-Dolphins game, they were down – the Dolphins were down early. Um, it didn't help that their, the first score was a kick return for the Ravens. And then when the first time the Dolphins had the ball, Tua turned the ball over. I just and, got the notification. Uh, <laughs> how, much, how much time? We got 10 minutes left. Okay. Um, we can still finish this. Yes. But, um, but, but, for what I, but from what I feel from this game, I don't agree there will be a shootout. I actually think it's going to be one-sided. I, I got the Bills winning in a one-sided game. I don't. I just think the Bills' defense is this is going to be the toughest defense the Bills, the, the Dolphins have played. Uh, it will. I just worry about those corners. Yeah, yeah, and and they played and they played the Patriots. And if I and I think that, and if I believe if I'm correct, when they played the Patriots, it. It wasn't that high scoring. I mean, it was like in the twenties, I think. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. what do you got for that Bengals and Jets game? Oh, Bengals and Jets. Um, Bengals are struggling. They are. They gotta win a game at some point. I'm going with the Bengals. I I I I know the Jets won, but last week and they looked good in those last two minutes. I just don't – I just have no trust in that offense. I don't have no trust in Joe Flacco, and I cannot for the life of me choose the Jets to win as long as Joe Flacco's quarterback. I'm going with the Bengals. To be honest, I just think I agree with you as far as the Bengals winning. The only difference is I just don't think that Joe Burrow's going to have that bounce-back game only because Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed are playing pretty damn good ball right now, and also Robert Sala is a really good defensive coordinator, but I do think that the Bengals are going to end up winning. If they end up, oh, wait, uh, if they end up losing this game, then we might have to chalk it up for the Bengals. Yeah, we might have to. Now here's another. Now here's two teams that one of them teams we might actually have to chalk it up to if they end up losing. Raiders and Titans. Um, the slow start for both teams. I mean, they're both zero and two, and I didn't think either team would be zero and two. Um, I did. I mean, I, I just, uh, I, I've got the Raiders winning it. I'm not going to lie. I just think the Titans are missing so much. They do not have a number one corner. They do not have a number one receiver. They've got Derrick Henry and um, and uh, and um, Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill. You know, I, I just don't – I don't see a lot. Kevin Byard can only do so much. He's getting older. Uh, I think the Raiders, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro is still a really good duo. I think Josh Jacobs is still a good running back. I still think the Raiders are a scrappy team with some scrappy players. I, I just don't see a lot 
about the Titans. And what no one's saying about the Titans that I'm going to have to point out, if there's a line cannot run block. Mm-hmm. The, I don't know what's going on, but, but they cannot run block. And because of that, I'm going with the Raiders. Next, there's the, the Saints and the Panthers. Uh, you want to do this one? Yeah, yeah, Saints and the Panthers. Um, Jameis looked like hot trash. Um, <laughs> but um, but um, and that offense Bucks. looked trash. He was still playing for the Bucks. Yeah, he looked like he was still playing for the Bucks. But 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 I do think this will be the game you have a bounce back from. Um, and and the Panthers, I just don't think they're good. The Panthers are not good. They're never good. I'm gonna have. I have the Saints winning. Which is funny because the Panthers have like you can name like fifteen people on that team. They just that to me when you have that talent and they don't win, it's just coaching. And we've already said it a couple of times. Matt Rule's not a good coach. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I've got the Ravens and the Patriots. I'm not gonna lie, I've got the Ravens. I think Lamar's kind of on a mission. Uh, I don't even think Bill Belichick is gonna have a game plan for him. The Ravens have an identity. The defense is getting healthier. Um, and on top of that, they're getting more used to playing together. So I think the Ravens are going to win pretty comfortably. This will be our first difference. I have the Patriots. Really? Yes. I have the Patriots in an upset. It's at home. Bill Belichick is a smarter coach, is a smart coach. He'll be able to figure out how to at least neutralize Lamar. Um, this is in the just in case that Dobbins is in the back. But I'm um, just like the last time. But um, I think that they could at least neutralize the offense enough, and the and the Patriots offense can do just enough so they can end up winning the game. I think I think the Patriots will win. I think the Patriots will win very close. Okay, we'll have to see about that one. What about that Lions Vikings? Lions Vikings. Um, it depends on if the Vikings can protect Kirk Cousins. But um, but but the Lions off the Lions offense and the Lions defense has both been phenomenal to start the year. I don't know how long that can keep up. The Vikings, they looked terrible on Monday night, but Kirk Cousins always played bad on Monday night. Worst um, Monday night uh, winning percentage in NFL history. Yes. So I have the and so I'm gonna have. I want to shoot the Vikings only because only because I feel like Kirk can have a comeback, have a bounce back game. I actually, I am gonna, I would be, I'm deferring with you on this one. I actually think that the Lions have been playing scrappy as hell, and there's something there's it's kind of early 2013 or 2012 Seahawks ish to be like mm-hmm. we don't care about the record, we're just gonna play as hard and as scrappy as we can, and then you end up winning games. Um, and plus, that Lions offense is starting to hit on some good cylinders. Amon Ross St. Brown is literally the MVP of my fantasy team. And, uh, yeah, I actually think the Lions are going to end up winning. So I got the okay. – you, know, you, you got the Eagles and Commanders? That's your team. You know what? I, I don't even want to give you the breakdown. I have the Eagles winning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Eagles the, the Eagles are, are – the Eagles are extremely better. When they were last year, their defense has massively improved. Jalen Hurts had a is improved from year two to year three. How much we'll see throughout the year. And the and Washington's defense can't stop a nosebleed right now. I think it'll be a high scoring game, but the Eagles will end up winning. All right, 
We got three minutes left, so we'll speed it up. Um, All right. Chiefs, Colts, easy. Chiefs. There's not much to Chiefs, say. Chiefs, yeah. Anybody. Yep. Yep. I got the Chiefs. Um, what do you have for the Eagles? What do you have for the Eagles commanders, by the way? Um, I think I got the Eagles too, as much as it pains me to say it because I want the commanders to be good. But commanders have been playing All hard right. teams. All right. Texans, Texans, Bears, I have the Texans. I've got the Bears. <laughs> it's going to be a crap show. Uh, Jaguars, right. Chargers. I've got the Chargers. Yeah, give me the Chargers. Rams, Cardinals. I have the Rams. Car- you have the Rams. Even though the Cardinals had that good win, I still have the Rams. I have the Cardinals in an upset. I think the Rams right. are, are another team that's bleeding right now, and they've got a lot more question marks. And as much, I don't like either team, but I just think the Cardinals got more juice right now. Aaron Donald's mm-hmm. getting old. Jalen Ramsey can't keep making miracle plays on it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Packers butts. We've seen this story before. Buccaneers defense is going to Buccaneers defense made Aaron Rodgers look bad when he had Devontae Adams. Now that he's got literally nobody, I think it's going to be even worse. I've got the Buccaneers. Bucks defense last year, the year before, I don't remember, had one of the best friend defenses in the league. If they stop Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, they can beat the Packers. I have them doing exactly that. I have the Bucks. So the Seahawks and Falcons, I said I was going to talk about their rebuild, so I'll keep this brief. Um, the Seahawks have a couple of key places and key areas that are, like, exciting, like DK Metcalf, their safety unit, Jordan Brooks, et cetera, but they don't have the depth. Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter is a better quarterback room than uh, Geno Smith and Drew Locke, and they've got better depth, and Arthur Smith is a better offensive coach. So I'm not going to lie. I've got the Falcons. <laughs> Pains me to say this, but yeah, I also have the Falcons. Warrior Niners, Broncos for the Sunday night game. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, if it was Trey Lance, I probably would have said the Broncos. But um, but Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is back. So I'm going to have to say the 49ers because I don't. I think the, the Broncos coaches can't make a good decision to save their life. So I have the 49ers. I disagree. I think Russell Wilson is the 49er killer, and I don't think it was the Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson just knows how to beat them. So I'm going to go there. Last game, and we got less than a minute. Uh, Cowboys, Giants. I have the Giants. Ryan Dable's playing some dangerous ball right now, and uh, Cowboys do have a uh, really bad situation. I have the Cowboys in an upset. I hate to say that, but I have the Cowboys in an upset. We'll have to compare our notes. We, we, we just kind of all right. Well, yeah. this has been a fun episode. And as always, thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, you guys have a great week and go Hawks. <laughs> yeah. Let, yeah. Let's have a good um, rest of the week and hope your team wins this week. <laughs>